On behalf of Queen's University and Queen's Scholars at Risk Committee, I would like to welcome Dr. Mustafa Baran, visiting professor and lecturer at Carleton University in the Department of Physics. Queen's Scholars at Risk Committee has organized a speaker series throughout the academic year 2019-20 that will feature three speakers talking about their journeys as scholars at risk. Dr. Baran is the first one and two other scholars will be featured next term. Today, Dr. Baran will speak about the Yemeni conundrum, Is There a Way Out? I will now pass it along to Dr. Baran. Hello. Uh, my talk today is titled The Yemeni Conundrum, and the subtitle is Who is Who Dynamics and Is There a Way Out? This is actually a talk I've been giving uh, different versions of this talk all over the, the world. Uh, the latest was um, November 1st this year. Um, and today I'm recording uh, this talk um, uh, at Queen's University um, studio uh, and to be uh, for Queen's uh, students and the people who are interested uh, uh, to listen to and it's going to be online uh, for people to uh, uh, listen. The outline of my talk is I'm going to give a brief introduction to the subject, then I'll talk about who's who in Yemen, in the Yemeni conundrum, the Yemeni war, and I'll talk about dynamics of this of, of that war. And then I will answer the question, is there a way out? And I'll give a final, uh, some final remarks and, and actually worries. Yes, I will give some remarks and worries. So my introduction is, let's for those who do not uh, uh, know Yemen, Yemen is, is a, a, a very populous place in the Arabic Peninsula, uh, and it is uh, it, it has around 30 million people. Uh, this is the 2017 estimate. Uh, represent about 40% of the population in in Arabia. Really, 70% uh, of those. Yemenis live in rural areas in the highlands mostly, and it's a logistical nightmare for development. And uh, the population is by, by and large a young population. Some 50% of the population are under 15 years old. And the, uh, the, the Yemen has this incredible birth rate uh, of around 3%. Uh, it's one of the highest uh, 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 in the world the Yemeni population will double every about 23 years. Uh, Yemen is about 5.3 million kilometers squared uh, of diverse land, mountains, desert, green, sea, shore, and so on. And uh, it has extremely rich ancient history. And uh, believe it or not, this ancient history is also a history of war and peace. And it's really agriculture history and uh, the very famous Marib Dam of uh, the uh, Sheba civilization, the Queen of Sheba, is a testimony of that. And 99% of the populations are Muslims. About third of that, 30%, less than third, are uh, Zaidi Shia sect. They're not Shia, they're uh, another, uh, another derivative of Shia. It's called Zaidi. It's only in Yemen. And 70% uh, uh, are Sunni uh, uh, mostly Shafi'i uh, people. And uh, it's considered uh, as the origin of all Arabs by many, and it's mostly tribal in the north, 
and semi-tribal elsewhere, uh, very touristic and very much loved by Europeans, and one of the most beautiful countries you can ever visit, uh, assuming peace uh, takes place. And considered one of the developing young democracies, uh, democracies in 2011, 2011, it was considered, democracy was starting in Yemen, and in, in 2011, it was considered among the young, the so-called young democracies, developing democracies, not fully developed, of course. It has some natural gas and very little oil, which is uh, uh, diminishing now, and it's extremely rich in culture and heritage. Uh, the uh, I, I prepared some visual, uh, beautiful stuff about Yemen, but uh, this is a, a recording and, and there's no visual effect, so I'm going to skip that. Uh, let me give you a brief history of the modern Yemen. In 1962, the Republic of Yemen was formed. Uh, uh, 1967, before 1962, was an Yemenite, was a, a very backward, uh, 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 dark age of Yemen. And in 62, this Yemenite were, were uh, overrun uh, uh, by the Republicans and, if, and, and established the Republic of Yemen. And in 1960, that's in the north of Yemen, in the south. In 1967, the People's Democratic Republic of Yemen was formed after the defeat of the British uh, uh, colonization in the south. And it was a, a socialist state uh, um, uh, supported by the Soviet Union at the time. And in 1990, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, both sides uh, were reunited. Uh, so there was a, a unification similar to that of Germany, of the both both Yemen south and north. Uh, but four years later, in 1994, civil war erupts between south and north. Uh, uh, not the people, mostly the the elite, the governor governing uh, parties, so to speak. Uh, uh, and there was a war uh, to preserve uh, preserve unity, and unity was preserved. But the problem is a large amount of grievances uh, uh, happened due to that war and prior because uh, by and large the, the northern victorious parties, they uh, sort of sidelined uh, the southern uh, uh, elite people, particularly the, the army people uh, that were in the south and the political elite. So grievances continues into 2007, a movement in the south called Iraq started and has been since, and recently, just uh, 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 a couple of weeks ago, there was an accord between the legitimate government of Yemen in exile and the southern Iraq, uh, led by uh, the so-called the um, uh, uh, Transitional uh, Council of the South uh, uh, for peace, because they were about to, to um, there was a big conflict between them. In 2011, the Arab, the very famous, the so-called Arab Spring, uh, was a political earthquake in the region, and uh, uh, there, where the whole uh, problem of Yemen started, and uh, 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 what happened is, in 2012, uh, ex-President Saleh um, resigned, and his uh, vice president took power, and then uh, subsequently was elected. Uh, to be the president, and he continues to be the only, the elected uh, legitimate president, but in exile because he has been overthrown by the uh, 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 militia, local 
uh, northern militia uh, aligned with Iran. They call themselves the uh, uh, supporters of God, uh, in line with the party of God of Lebanon, supported by Iran. So, and the since uh, the crisis in Yemen of October 2011, the international community was involved. The first United Nations Security Resolution was uh, 2014 of October 2011, uh, that asked for an end to violence and. Uh, uh, to complete the power transfer uh, between Saleh and his successor. In 2011, Saleh did resign, and there was a GCC, that's the uh, Gulf Cooperation Council initiative to step down, for Saleh to step down and transfer power to his vice president, Hadi, who's the current legitimate president, uh, who was later elected in February 2012, and he started the so uh, with, with the he started the so-called National Dialogue Conference, which is a very good conference that brought everybody, everybody in Yemen and, and into one room, one table, so to speak, for a discussion on the future of Yemen. And the it started in 2013, that was actually March 2013, and concluded in January 2014 with excellent results. And uh, uh, a draft constitution, a new draft constitution, uh, uh, and uh, in order to put it for a referendum and a uh, national election uh, uh, that includes everybody. But, and this is a great but, what happens since 2011, Houthis, these are uh, Zaidi uh, um, militia in the northern part of the north, uh, they were part of the uh, National Dialogue Conference, really a um, significant part. They were going along with the political uh, process, but then they decided in September 2014, they carried a major offensive pa backed by Iran against the, uh, 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 they, they used military units that they had in their hands and tri tribal uh, affiliates uh, to, to, to overpower, overrun the uh, legitimately elected president who replaced Saleh, namely President Hadi, that happened in September 2014. And subsequently, uh, in 2015, uh, 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 they attacked the presidential, uh, January 2015, the presidential palace, Hadi residence, uh, uh, and key government facilities. Uh, the Hadi re cabinet resigned. Hadi fled to Aden in the south. And uh, in February 2015, uh, um, he uh, uh, said, I, I'm not resigning in a bar. So he res rescinded his resignation and then uh, subsequently escaped to Riyadh and asked the GCC, which is the Gulf Cooperation Council, to intervene to protect his legitimate government. In March of 2015, KSA, that's the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, led a coalition of nations, particularly Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates, launching the so-called Operation Devices Storm. Uh, here we are, after the start of the Devices Storm in 2015, we are in November 2019, more than four years later, and the war goes on. 
and so many uh, UN security resolution, and there are there have been two United Nations envoys to uh, help uh, uh, broker a peace in Yemen, peace in Yemen, but they have not been able to do so, uh, except a small one uh, regarding the port of Hodeida, which has not been implemented anyway. The last resolution by the United Nations Security Council was resolution 2481 of July, that's July, last July 2019, extending, it, it extended until January 2020, the mandate of the United Nations mission to support the Hudaydah agreement that was brokered by UN, which is of yet to be implemented. So nothing has been implemented and the four goes on. And the most, actually the most famous resolution which has not been implemented regarding Yemen was 22 uh, resolution by United, uh, State, United Nations Security Council, resolution 2216 of the year 2015. And that's the comprehensive uh, resolution about Yemen and still the reference for any peace process. Uh, the uh, coalition recently, just recently, November 5th, this month, has been able to manage peace between two factions within the legitimate government forces, within the enemies of Houthis, the uh, 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 Islamic Brotherhood, which is the Islah party, which basically most of the leg legitimate government uh, in the north, and the uh, transitional council, the Southern uh, Transitional Council, council or STC, Uh, and they made uh, 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 an agreement on the November 4th, uh, November 5th, I'm sorry. And that agreement is a good one to establish peace between these two so-called coalition partners. Again, it's the Houthis. They were fighting too. And uh, 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 that agreement uh, uh, is remained to be uh, um, implemented as well. So... Next, uh, who is who? I've been, I've been saying different names and about Yemen. Who is who in Yemen in this uh, conundrum? First, the legitimate government. It's a coalition, I would say, made in hell. Coalition of what? A coalition of, as, as I spoke before, you got the Islamic Brotherhood, the Islah Party, in one hand, it's the major uh, 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 part of the northern uh, uh, forces, Uh, in the legitimate government. And you got the Iraq or the uh, Transition Council, the STC, in the south. They are in coalition, but they hate each other like hell. But thanks God, there have been a, uh, recently on November 5th, this uh, accord between both sides to stop fighting and to form a joint government. And uh, uh, it remains to be seen if that, and I hope that accord to be implemented because it's the first step to for the next uh, 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 maybe peaceful uh, settlement between these two guys or two parties or two coalition uh, uh, parts of the legitimate government and the Houthis who are controlling uh, uh, most of the north. So the second part of the Yemeni conundrum are the Houthi camp. And it's, uh, it's, uh, 
It used to be Houthi and Saleh before they killed him. The Houthis killed Saleh, the ex-president, who was with them until December 4th, 2017. They, he decided to switch sides, but they killed him, in a, and, and, and they killed him in a bad, very bad way, and they paraded his, uh, his uh, 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 dead body in, a, in a, an inhuman way. And uh, again, the coalition between Houthi and Saleh was coalition made in hell as well, and ended up with the killing of Saleh. Now the Houthis control, they're the only uh, 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 controlling party in the northern part of Yemen, and they claim a sacred, sacred birthright because they are the descendant of Prophet Muhammad. They say so, they think so, and they have the sacred right to rule. This is actually uh, 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 an issue that has been very, very, in, in, in our history, in Yemen's history for a long time, this sacred right to rule. And they claim they have that right. Then you have the southern Iraq, which is currently called the STC, as I said before, but, and it, it, it struck a chord uh, on November 5th with the remnant, remaining part of the legitimate government to unite and fight the Houthis and see what happens. And then you have one more actor I would like to talk about as actually not actor. I would like to call them non-state actors. And these are uh, basically uh, extreme elements, Islamic fundamentalist that are in the Arabic Peninsula, particularly uh, ISIS-like elements and the Al-Qaeda-like elements. And do these uh, non-state actors do exist in Yemen. And they like this conflict because uh, it, it provides a power vacuum in which they can step in in certain areas. And then there is also other smaller uh, 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 who's who, like the Hadramis, these are people, uh, Yemenis, in the uh, uh, sort of uh, close to Oman, the state of Oman, and it's a it's a, a civilization part of Yemen that uh, has been around for a long time, and these people have their own ambitions to have a Hadrami state, and they will not accept to be part of any partition of Yemen that they, should, they would not accept to be part of the South. They would accept to be either a Hadrami state or part of the United Yemen. And there are other of, the, I would say, warlords. Both, all sides are basically a uh, 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 house, if you will, uh, warlords who are benefiting of this conundrum and, and this war and making a lot of money from both sides. And basically, these uh, different parties, you can mix them any way you want, and they change alliances uh, quite frequently. Uh, so currently, the state of affair is the legitimate government would say that it controls about 80% of the land and about 20% only with the Houthis, but the this is not quite so because the 80% they claim the legitimate government is not in the ground. 
Yes, the Houthis are not in the ground either, but it's really different powers that are aligned with the uh, uh, <coughs> legitimate uh, uh, president, but loosely so, and in conflicts and so on, while the lands uh, dominated by Houthis is very well in control by the Houthis, and it's very populated area of Yemen. This most of the population currently is under the control of the Houthis. <coughs> so, uh, 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 five years uh, uh, and of fighting, what do we have? We have, nobody is able to win. No military outcome of this, no military solution is visible, is possible. It's four years plus, we are in the fifth year and nobody can win. There's no point of continuing this war. 100,000 people killed, mostly civilians. A country that's 80% of the population are in either in severe uh, 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 risk of hunger or at risk of hunger. We have, uh, and by the way, uh, the, the, the 100,000 people killed, killed, a large component of that is children. The United Nations says that the current situation in Yemen is the most important and the most uh, 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 sort of present, presently uh, 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 humanitarian catastrophe in the world. And famine is looming, looming, uh, uh, starting in certain areas. And uh, uh, epidemic, cholera, uh, uh, destruction of all infrastructure. Uh, the country is being t t taken back, it's a, it's a third world country actually, one of the least developed countries in the world, but none, nonetheless, with this, with this war, it's being taken back tens of years. So there is no, the only solution to this conundrum is peace. The two main factions of the legitimate government have struck a chord this month on November 5th. The next step is to, to uh, get these Houthis on the table with these, with the legitimate government, both sides of the legitimate government, and make peace. Look, everybody thinks, oh, the Houthis are horrible, and the Houthis say the Islamic Brotherhood are, are horrible. They're, let me tell you this from a citizen myself. They're all horrible. They're all warlords. So no matter who wins, and nobody can win actually, and, and five, four years plus have shown nobody can win. The only way out is for them to share power, to find a political settlement, to share power and give the Yemeni people peace. And maybe after peace, once the killing and the carnage, the destruction stops, then once peace takes place, we can talk about developments, any other uh, uh, possibilities, because these bad people who are fighting will continue to be in control. 
you know, un, un, unfortunately, but that's the way it is. And in fact, let me just tell you, this is not new. If you read the history of Yemen, there is a very famous uh, 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 book. It's actually a PhD thesis out of Serpent, France. And it's by very famous Yemeni uh, uh, historian, if you will, academic historian. His name is Muhammad Abdul Qadir Bafaqi. The title is The History of Old Yemen. And he talks about 1,000 years of history uh, before, a uh, little bit before uh, Christ and a number of hundreds of years after the birth of Christ. And if you look at that history of Yemen, it's all a history of war and peace. This is not new. Not new. We Yemenis go to war for a while and then they get tired and they struck accords and they make peace and always peace comes with unification. And then the country will live for some time, good some time, tens of years with prosperity, some relative prosperity. And that's what we want to take place. So this war has a number of dynamics. There's the local dynamics, which is the most important. It's a national war, meaning the Houthis want the wealth and the, uh, uh, the, the power, and the Islamic Brotherhood wants the wealth and the power. Other, the Southern Transition Councils want the wealth and power, and so on. So the, it's really a, 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 a war about wealth and power, how to control Yemen. But it's also, uh, uh, let's, let's stick to local first. It's a local, but it's not a sectarian war. That is Shia versus Sunni. Yemenis are not sectarians. It's true the Houthis are mostly Zaidi, and the other side is mostly Shafi'i, two different sects. Yemenis, all of their life have never been sectarians. So this is not a sectarian war. And is it a South-North conflict? Yes, partially it is. Most of the people do not care about South-North conflict, but the political leadership, they empower the idea of South versus North and vice versa for their own gains. Is it a tribal-civil conflict between tribal forces and civil forces? To some extent, yes, but it's, it's not the main theory of dynamics. Is it a war anti-terror war? It's not. It's somewhat, yes, particularly by the U.S. and, 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 and the coalition. Uh, also, the Houthis are anti-terror, by the way, uh, but it's not largely that. It is basically a war, a national war about wealth and power. And then it's a regional war because you have the Houthis, very much a proxy of Iran. You get the legitimate government, very much a proxy of the coalition, which is KSA and Emirates, UAE. KSA supports the entire legitimate government. The UAE supports the transitional council of the South. And Qatar, uh, supports the Islamic Brotherhood, and so on. So it's a proxy war, a national proxy war. And uh, uh, the, the, mostly the GCC and Iran are fighting each other on Yemeni land and over Yemeni life. And uh, uh, there's also so many other uh, 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 international influence. You get 
You got the, the, the Turkish, for example, are supporting the Islamic Brotherhood. You got the, uh, uh, the U.S. and, and the, the uh, international community. They have a mixed uh, stance, uh, including Canada. Canada uh, actually, Canada has a very good track record of supporting uh, the Yemeni people. They, and, and recently, about a year ago, they uh, put aside um, about $49 million uh, of humanitarian assistance. But also Canada sells arms. And uh, the West sells, uh, have arms sale. And uh, uh, Iran has its own arm uh, support to, uh, to the Houthis and so on. So it's a global issue as well. But the dynamics is twofold. The main dynamics, is, the main dynamics are twofold. One fold is national dynamics that is about power and wealth. And the other fold is a regional proxy dynamics about control of the region between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And uh, 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 who are the winners and the losers? Everybody is a loser, except one, two winners, actually, one local and one regional. Yemen is a loser. The Yemeni people is the biggest loser. The GCC, the coalition, is a big loser, too. A lot of money and a lot of resources have been spent with no outcome. Iran is the only regional winner because not a single, they, they are fighting their, their fights using local people. And the second winner are local warlords from all sides. That's it. Yeah, and, and the biggest loser is Yemen and the Yemeni people. So, the, let me give you an ultimate analysis. As uh, 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 I'm a physicist, and we say in physics, there's some gut theory that the grand unified theory. What is the grand unified theory of the war in Yemen? The war in Yemen is a local, uh, 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 regional proxy war about power and wealth, controlling power, like any war. And the, what is the, there's no military solution. This has been proven already. The only way out is a political settlement. And the UN is trying to do that. The International Committee now, finally, I think, have been uh, 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 sort of, they reached the conclusion that that's the only way out, is to have a political settlement with the November 5th accord between the two sides of the legitimate government in the north and in the south is a very good step. I don't care if it's a good agreement or not. That doesn't matter. And I don't care how good the agreement that happens uh, 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 if an agreement is struck with the Houthis. All I want is for this war to be stopped because, yes, there are, I mean, you could argue the Houthis are worse than the Islamic Brotherhood. You could argue they believe in a sacred uh, right to, to, uh, to, to rule. You can argue anything. You can argue that the Islamic Brotherhood are the reason behind the failure of the Arabic Spring. You can, that's not my point. My point is this. Nobody can win this war. And there are many people continue to die. Yemen is being destroyed. The only way is for them to share power for a political settlement that is the best they can negotiate for peace and hopefully some civil kind of coming back to civil life. 
So, <clears throat> the international solution is, I mean, the, the two parties will not, will not uh, 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 negotiate by themselves. The UN has been trying to do it. There are two envoys. The, Mr. Griffith is the current envoy. And the UN cannot do it without the backing of the international community. Iran and the coalition must be pressurized to approve uh, uh, the settlement in principle and for the parties to enter into negotiation uh, that brings about some sort of a sharing, power sharing agreement in which the arms, the major arms in each side is, is controlled in one way or another so it's not used again uh, with, a, with a large uh, war and conflict. And uh, uh, that's the only way out uh, uh, and uh, unless somehow God uh, interferes. And the problem is, uh, I'm sorry to say for those uh, believers in God like me, that both sides claim God in their side. So I don't know what God's going to do. It's kind, kind of hard for God to just, I'm, I'm sorry, God, but, uh, they, you know, the Houthis things, they're God, you're in their side. The legitimate government says you, you are in their sides, and I... And, and the only thing I think is for us to believe in God and, and ask for uh, his assistance to preserve their many people, not both sides. So we need to stop violence, stop death, stop carnage, and establish peace via power sharing agreement. With a political settlement, we hope to end the war, uh, to end the war, knowing that the conflict and even fighting may not end. But what I want to do is end the formal fighting. There could be clashes here and there and symbol, but no bombardment, no heavy weaponry, no mass destruction, no mass killing, and so on. So every Yemeni today, including uh, uh, the person is making this uh, broadcast or recording is a casualty of war. I have been a casualty of war. Even if death or injury does not happen to you, I'm talking to my countrymen and women, children particularly, uh, if death does not happen internally, displacement will happen. Emotional and psychological injury are happening every day. Uh, uh, this war, and I'm speaking from my own experience, makes oneself is not him or her anymore. I'm not me anymore. We have been wounded and we need to be healed. Even our relationship with people have been affected. Uh, uh, Love itself has been affected. Uh, uh, we this war uh, is is victimizing everybody to the degree that people are not seeing straight anymore. We're trapped in our wounded souls, if you will, and we gotta get out of that and seek peace and and stop the carnage and killing. Uh, 
with no military solution in sight, the only national rational option, the only rational option is political settlement. And since both sides are not ready for that, we have to have either an international push for this, or we ask a superpower to intervene. That is God. That's actually my sad uh, conclusion. But I don't want to end up with a sad note today. I would like to end up with a lighter note, if I may. Uh, the the uh, audience of this broadcast may not know how ancient Yemen is, and that's what I said in one in one uh, in one of these uh, talks. It was a PowerPoint talk, though. And I said, if we do not stop this war, uh, and, and, and Yemen ancient history is still underground, I said Yemen will be buried alongside its ancient history if we don't stop this war. But the lighter note I want to, uh, to uh, 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 talk about, end with, is the fact that Yemen is really an old country and I want to take you back to the start of uh, humanity. We all know that the first human uh, uh, started out of Africa. And between about 130 to 150,000 years ago, there was uh, uh, um, two uh, routes of migration of the early man from Africa. One is called the northern route and one is called the southern route. And believe it or not, the southern route which went through Yemen is the one that survived and populated the universe. So believe it or not, every human being in this earth has a Yemeni gene, <laughs> except pure Africans. Only, so everybody in the universe has an African gene because we came from Africa. But every non-pure non African Human beings has a Yemeni gene because it, this, uh, uh, the, the migration of humanity came from Africa through Yemen. So this lighter note is this. At one time I was hosting, uh, when I was a minister of energy, electricity and energy, I was hosting uh, a, an important delegation from Iceland. These are very white, extremely white people, tall and blonde. And, and we were sitting uh, over dinner and uh, the delegation is basically men and women that are very white, very blonde. The other side is my delegation, or are very, uh, you know, uh, lighter, dark skin, so to speak, and dark hair, apart from some gray. And, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say something. So I stood and welcomed them, and I told them about the uh, Yemeni gene in, in them, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back home. <laughs> and that's my lighter note of today. Thank you very much, and I hope you join me in doing anything to stop the war in Yemen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. 